0: Today, on the Travel Guys, live from Sacramento and Oracle Park in San Francisco.
1: In the travel news, Spain says if you've been vaccinated, you're welcome. And as we predicted last week, at least half of the Alaska cruise season has been salvaged and the Canadian and Mexican borders are still closed. Details next.
0: In our Smarter Traveler segment at 320, we'll tell you which hotel chains are still requiring masks in their buildings and which ones are not.
1: In the second half of the program, Tom has a replay of two classic Travel Guys segments. One of our recent sit-downs with Chris Elliott addressed how his company got an F from the Better, Better Business Bureau. That's at 335.
0: And at 350, I'll share an interview with rocker Jesse
1: Colin Young. Along the way, we'll talk about what it was like to be in the great blizzard of 21 in Virginia City on Friday. Snow in May? Yes, sir.
0: Welcome to the show that makes you a smarter traveler and has a little fun along the way. Welcome to the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again.
2: I've got two tickets to paradise.
0: Look to Alaska. Go north to rush your zone. Welcome, 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 my friends, to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, uh, live from uh, San Francisco and the San Francisco Giants Oracle Park. That's where Mark is, and I'm in the usual spot, right here in, in my little studio, taking care of business. Mark, uh, how we doing there? I I heard a big cheer a while ago. It sounded like the Giants finally got a couple of runs on the board. <laughs> Hello Mark. He- Hello anybody. <laughs> oh, we lost him. Well, okay, we'll wait for him to call back. Uh, let me know. Let me know when he's there. I I really don't want to do this whole show by myself. Well, welcome everybody. Mark uh just got back uh Well, he had kind of a tale of two cities. He took a group of sports leisure vacationers all the way up to Carson City and then from there to Virginia City. And we're going to talk a little bit about that trip here in just a moment. But at any rate, Mark is uh, live from Oracle Park. Welcome back, Mark. Oh, we lost him again. What's what's going on, Luis? Any idea? Yeah, I guess not. Anyhow, uh, here's the skinny. Uh, Mark uh, took a trip, like I say, up to Carson City and to Virginia City. And if you've been watching the weather, uh, the weather kind of took a turn on us for those people up in the up in the mountains. And uh, for the first time, probably in a long time, this time of the year, uh, Mark got a little little storm that rolled through, and his vacationers got a little bit of a little bit of snow in Virginia City. That had to have been pretty exciting. And then from there, off to San Francisco with another sports leisure vacations trip. This one takes them to the San Francisco Giants and Dodgers game. Uh, so from one part of beyond California up into the mountains. And then within a day, all the way to San Francisco, for a Giants game a little more than what we expected, uh, in regards to, uh, as a sports leisure vacation trip. I wonder, I'll have to ask Mark how many of his travelers that went with him up to uh, Virginia city and Carson city, uh, also went along with him to San Francisco for the Giants game. And, uh, Mark has some interesting stuff in the news. Hopefully we can get to that in a minute and find out what in the world's going on. Mark indicated that, uh, of course, now we're in a situation where, well, vaccines are pretty much everywhere. And as we predicted last week, at least half of the Alaska cruise season has been salvaged. Anxious to find out exactly what's going on there. The Canadian and Mexican borders are still closed, and hopefully we'll have details on that in just a little while. I want to take a minute and remind you that uh, the special guests that we have on the program today... Uh, can be found, their links to their websites can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. And not only that, but at uh, TravelGuysRadio.com, we have all kinds of things to make you a smarter traveler, some cool stuff that's entertaining as well. Uh, If you're looking at trying to make a list of places to go and things to do, uh, I know there's a list of uh, the top 20 greatest places to visit before you die. Or, better yet, just do it anyway. Uh, You can check that out at TravelGuysRadio.com. And we podcast our shows from TravelGuysRadio.com on a weekly basis. And if you go there on the homepage, there's a place for you to sign up. Uh, Actually, a little box will pop up and see if you'd like to sign up for the Travel Guys podcasts. And what you can do there is put in your email address. Uh, You don't have to buy anything, Uh, we won't bug you, and except for once a week. It'll tell you exactly when the Travel Guys radio program is uh, ready for podcast, and uh, you can go ahead and be alerted, and then come back to the website and download the podcast at your convenience. And remember now, whenever you're on the road and you're traveling and you want to be able to keep up with the Travel Guys, we stream on iHeartRadio. Easiest way to get to that is, of course, you got to have the out the, uh, the the iHeartRadio app. Uh, once you have it, you can you download that and and, and go to the uh, go to the app and just uh, click on where it says podcasts and put in Travel Guys and you can find our podcasts there or listen live by simply going to kfbk.com uh, during three o'clock hour wherever you might be and you can uh, catch the show there and uh, any rate we're waiting to see if we can reconnect with Mark by telephone from the uh, from Oracle Park in San Francisco. Uh, I was we were down 11 to 2 when I checked last. Maybe the excitement of the game is taking a break. Speaking of taking a break, let's uh, take a quick timeout here on the travel guys. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Join us.
3: 737 common honor us won't you take-
0: Hey there, it's uh, Mark and Tom, the Travel and Entertainment Guys, live from Sacramento and hopefully now live from the ballpark in San Francisco, Oracle Park, where the Giants and Dodgers are playing. Mark's there with a group of travelers. Mark, do we have you now?
1: Uh, You do now. Uh, (laughs) It's it's live radio. If anybody wondered whether or not it was live or not, why now they know for sure that it is.
0: Well, there you go. Well, okay. Well, when we left you last, I was bringing folks up to date on the fact that you just got back from uh, a little trip to uh, Tale of Two Cities, Carson City and Virginia City, and yeah, you caught a little snow along the way, I understand.
1: We did. We did. We survived a great blizzard of 21, we called it. Uh, uh, we, we told friends we were going to lie and say that the, the snow was up around our knees, but actually it was just a couple inches, but it was kind of kind of fun and and kind of interesting. It made Virginia City feel really like an old-timey sort of vacation spot. Um, If you're looking for someplace close to home and you've got a family and you want to teach them a little history, why uh, Virginia City would be an excellent, excellent spot. And, and by the way, speaking of places to get away to, Tom, um, of course we're here at the ballpark in San Francisco where the Dodgers are sticking it to the Giants. But it's a beautiful day. Um, The one thing I really want to comment on is the Giants' staff. Uh, they are just doing a spectacular job of being nice to people and really going over the top to try to make this a positive experience, even though, uh, and they really figured out they have vaccinated sections and uh, unvaccinated sections where you have to show uh, proof of some form of vaccination to get in, but you could sit in an entire section or sit distance. It's, uh, there are a lot of different options. So anyway, congratulations to the Giants who really seem to be making a, a customer service effort. Um, it feels less like trying to make a buck and more like people trying to do a good job for their fans. So congratulations to them.
0: Outstanding. Well, I'm glad that uh, that it's all gone well. If we could just get a couple of hits on. On the board. Well, look, uh, why don't we jump into the, since we ate up a little time trying to get you back on the line, why don't we jump right into the travel news? All so, right, with that it. being said, at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, it's travel news, but today it's travel news at about uh, 318. What you got? <laughs>
1: Thank you, Tom. Um, we have, uh, uh, first word is that the Canadian border and the Mexican border are going to be uh, closed for another month. But uh, that will make 16 months that the borders have been closed. However, for the first time uh, in a number of months, there is a, a an upbeat part of the statement that indicates that all parties are looking at the situation to see if some adjustments can be made midstream. So I still hold out some hope that the Canadian and Mexican borders will be open uh, sometime before the end of the summer. Um, speaking of open borders, Spain has announced, their Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez has announced, that travelers who have been fully vaccinated with COVID-19 vaccine will be able to come to Spain starting June the 7th. So one more place that U.S. citizens can uh, head to uh, for this summer, a- along with citizens of other countries. So um, so you can, you can go to Spain, that's for sure. Also, the cruise lines, um, as we mentioned last week, are trying to get uh we're trying to get back into alaska indeed the u.s congress has created an exemption for them they're going to be able to um, create an alaska cruise season so if you're somebody who had been looking for something in alaska to be able to cruise this uh your carnival cruise lines has announced uh Prin- princess all in america have all announced that they are going to be cruising in alaska this year so call your travel advisor and see if you can get uh, on a cruise to alaska if you are are so inclined. So those are a few of the headlines, Tom, from the Travel
0: News. Well, all right. You know, uh, by the way, folks, if you would like to read a little bit more about what we talk about here on the Travel Guys each and every week at the TravelGuysRadio.com, prior to each show we post a list of things that we're going to talk about, and uh, you'll find it right there uh, under highlights from this week's show on the right-hand side of our homepage. So, well, let's see here. We already took a break. Uh, do we have another one, Luis, or do we just keep on keeping on? You call it. Well, let's take a minute, and we'll be right back with more of the Travel Guys. It's the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark and Tom. By the way, the back half of the program, we're going to have a uh, a couple of re- rerun programs, uh, some of the best of the best. We've got Chris Elliott going to talk about uh, opening up travel and how he and his company got an F from the Better Business Bureau. And in the last segment, a great interview with Jesse Colin Young from the Young Bloods. You remember them from the song Get Together. Well, we're together here. Mark, uh, I can hear the excitement there at Oracle Park. And it's time for our Smarter Traveler segment. And we were talking about hotel chains that may still be requiring masks in their buildings. Which ones do, which ones don't? And here again, uh, the list can be found at travelguysradio.com. But right now, what do you got for us, Mark?
1: Well, Tom, um, hotel chains are starting to react to the CDC's declaration that in some circumstances, people don't need to wear masks. If you are vaccinated, you can now go good or bad, without a mask, at many hotels in the United States, including Kempton, Ritz-Carlton, Marriott, W Hotels, Sheraton, which, of course, is a part of of Marriott, Weston, Spring Hill Suites, another Marriott brand, Days Inn, Hyatt, Crown Plaza, and some others. So quite a few hotels are, collectively, they represent about 80% of all franchise hotels. The American Hotel and Lodging Association is the one who has made this decision so members of their group can uh have decided that they are not going to ask their guests to wear masks some of the other hotel chains have not come around yet um including hilton Wyndham, uh, and lowe's hotels Tom are all going to at this point in time still going to require you to wear a mask in the lobby and as you're making your way around the hotel of course all of this stuff is incredibly fluid and uh if you have a hotel reservation Tuesday, this is Sunday, so these rules may not apply then.
0: Now, I have to ask you, in regards to uh, your sports leisure travel travelers there, as you head out uh, and hit the road, of course, you know, there are certain rules that the hotels lay down, but as a, as a tour guide, Uh, And I know, like you say, things are fluid, meaning that they're going to constantly be changing. But as it stands right now, if you took a group of your travelers to a hotel that said that they were in the we don't require a mask for you to come in, what would you tell your people?
1: That they don't require a mask. Well, um, right. We just came back from a couple of nights in Virginia City, Tom, and uh, we actually were staying in Carson City. Uh, at a a hotel there at the Goldust West, and Nevada does not have quite the restrictions that California has. Plus, when you get to Carson City, you're really getting on the the edge of rural Nevada. So a lot of this depends on, I think, you know, we've talked about people doing their homework ahead of time, and you kind of have a pretty good idea before you go someplace how they may be reacting to things. The more rural they are, the less they're going to be wearing masks. And now that mask restrictions are being relaxed, um, you're going to find that on the door of the business is going to tell you whether or not you should be where you are required to wear a mask. For example, where we were staying, there's a casino. Uh, there was a restaurant. Uh, it was very clear on the, on the front door that they required a mask inside. Unless you were eating and drinking, there was a security man there to make sure that you did it. Um, the Gold Dust West also has a bowling alley and they were requiring uh, Bowlers to stay, uh, to stay masked the whole time. So it's really kind of come down to individual businesses. If I took a group of folks to a hotel and suddenly everybody was unmasked and I wasn't expecting it, I'd be very concerned. No question about it. But at this point, Tom, as the news folks have told us, 70% is the number we're shooting for for vaccinations and we're getting pretty close to 50%. Um, you know, a lot of people think this is over. And, and I will tell you, in rural Nevada, they definitely think it's over.
0: Interesting. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, when uh, you travel to San Francisco, uh, here again, you have a, a small group of of, of travelers. Uh, uh, how many yep. folks on a bus?
1: Well, 30 on a 55-seat coach uh, coming down to the ball game today. And, of course, here at the ballpark, Uh, Folks who have watched games on TV can see that um, most of the sections are socially distanced. There are a few sections where it's all vaccinated, and those are sold at a discount. And as I mentioned, the the Giants staff have done just a tremendous job of directing people outside uh, the ballpark and stuff like that. So it really, really what I want to emphasize to people, if you're going to travel, that flexible word that we've been talking about the last few weeks, you've got to be ready for that. You've got to have a mask with you, and, and 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 please don't try to fight individual battles with businesses. If you want to go in and you want to do business with them, and there's a mask sign in the door, then wear one. If you don't, if, if if they allow people to come in without masks, if that makes you nervous, then just find someplace else. There, at least right now, there with places opening up, there are a lot more choices. Tom, one thing I want to mention while we're uh, here to make folks a smarter traveler while they're while they're on the road, perhaps, and. As you can tell, something positive happening for the Giants in the background. Um, at TravelGuysRadio.com, you can find a list of the best barbecue places in each state in the country. I think that might come in handy sometime this summer for folks. Uh, TravelGuysRadio.com, a list of the best barbecue joint in every state in the country.
0: Mark, well, speaking of food, what's the, what's the protocol for getting a bite to eat at a Giants game today?
1: Uh not all of the restaurants are open because the crowd uh, yesterday had about 13,000 I'm guessing that they're probably fairly close to that today. So but there are plenty of places to, to open. You can also get food delivered to your seat. Um so it it feels nice just to be at the ballpark. Um it's a little chilly here today, but uh it's nice to be at the, at the ballpark.
0: All right, well, enjoy the rest of the game. Folks, as I mentioned a little earlier, we have a, a best of the best. We've got a Chris Elliott, our favorite consumer advocate, coming up next with a, a fun little story about his F with a better, better business bureau. That's next here on The Travel Guys. On the road
1: again.
0: Hello there, my Just friends. It's Mark Hoffman and Tom the Romano, the again. travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations, as always. Thanks for spending some time with us. Been a while. Time to bring back our our favorite uh, consumer advocate and good buddy of the Travel Guys. Yeah, Mr. Chris Elliott. Chris, welcome back to the Travel Guys. Hey, how you guys doing?
1: Can't complain. Chris, here. it's been uh, you've been writing about a variety of interesting things. We want to talk about um, here today. You've had a little spat with the Better Business Bureau, and uh, I found that rather entertaining. Uh, you've got some wisdom for people about uh, how to get results when they're, when they're upset about something. But first, I want to talk to you. A number of months ago, you told people, look, you know, do not travel. This is not smart. It's not good. It's There's lots of reasons. I agreed with just about all of them. G- give us a, a little bit of a rundown here of, of, of where Chris Elliott stands on all this stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, last year, late last year, a lot of readers were asking me, now, is it okay if I just you know sneak in a trip to Mexico? It's open, I I'd like to go, I want to get out of the cold weather. And finally, I just had to say, look, guys, you don't have my permission to travel. Not that you need it, but if you are asking me, I'd say stay put. And for a number of reasons that are totally obvious, probably to all of your listeners. First of all, we had surging COVID cases, we had Surging deaths from covid. We had a CDC warning that said, don't travel. The list goes on and on. So basically, I said, don't travel. You don't have my permission. And that's where we left it.
1: Now the country is getting vaccinated. Um, Here in California, our governor has said, look, uh, come the 15th of June, we really expect this to be completely open. And there's no reason not to think that, that that's going to happen. So that's kind of what we're pointing to. It appears as though um, for a lot of people, COVID has already gone away. Uh, let me stop and, and let you share what your thoughts might be.
3: Yeah, I, I think you said it best. I mean, we got the vaccine late last year, but that was not enough for me to revise my travel advisory. Uh, number of cases peaked and then started coming down. Still not enough, though. And then finally, as more people start getting vaccinated, the CDC changed its advice on uh, people who could travel. And it basically said that if you um, have had the vaccine, it's okay to travel. I'm I'm glossing over a lot of details, but basically if you're vaccinated, you're okay to travel. And all those things made me really rethink my blanket advice, which was to not travel, but basically If you've had your shots, you're good to go.
1: You make a good point there. Uh, I was traveling in the Pacific Northwest, which is a little different than the flyover states in the middle of the country in terms of attitude towards masking and some of the other things that we've tried to do to keep this this virus under control. Uh, I found in Sacramento, Seattle airports, almost everyone was wearing a mask. And the other thing that I, I thought was interesting, almost everyone was wearing a mask properly. If I go to my Mm -hmm. local gym, I will find 25% of the people in the gym are not only not wearing a mask properly, they had no intention of wearing it properly when they came in the door. Um, Whereas it seems, it feels to me, at least in West Coast airports, Chris, that folks have accepted the fact that there are some things that we need to do. It's hard for people to remember to social distance when they're in lines and things like that. So that's something that you have to kind kind of be aware of yourself. Is And not all of the facilities are open in all of the travel places. Um, you know, customer service and things like that are, are still kind of a stretch. Most everybody is still on a skeleton staff. And, and that means that customer service is a little hard to come by.
3: Absolutely true. Um, and that's why I'm actually leaving to go back east. I'm on a six-month road trip. We've all been vaccinated. So we're, we're going to see what it's like. And I'm going to report back. Chris. Uh, by the way, if you're just tuning in, Chris Elliott, consumer
0: advocate uh, guest here with the with the travel guys. Chris, what was the tipping point? What was that moment when, whether you woke up in the morning or whatever, uh, having breakfast and out for a walk, and you you the epiphany that you know what I'm I'm changing my my stance on on travel, and I think it's time to go ahead and share that with my readers and my audience and let them know because a lot of people, you know, they they're looking for advice from people like you and, and people like Mark as well as to whether they feel like it, they're it's okay to go. So what was the what was the tipping point?
3: Oh, I remember very well. It was Friday morning and I looked at the news and it said the CDC had changed its advice on travel and I said, "Okay. I know what I'm going to write about for this week." And um, which is as a journalist is always like a big question What am i going to write about i knew what i was going to write about and people should be asking people like mark about whether or not to travel because you know he's he's an expert he keeps up on these things you should be getting your advice and this is like really an important thing i think i want to underscore this because i was on a on a tv station and we're talking about vaccine passports and They kept playing clips from these conspiracy theory videos. And at the end, the guy was, (laughs) I don't know if this is smart or not, but he said, are we missing anything? Are there any other questions that that you think I should have asked you? And I said, yes, you have to watch where you're getting your news from, where you're getting your information from. Go to a credible source. You know, Mark is a credible source because he keeps up with these things. He's not sitting in his basement watching conspiracy videos. Neither am I. So make sure that if you, before you, I mean, I don't know, Mark, (laughs) I didn't mean to speak for you there.
1: Just keep going. You're doing fine.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought to myself, maybe Mark is watching conspiracy (laughs) videos. No, I'm sure you're not. Um, and, and, you know, make sure that you are getting information from a, a source that's credible and that you trust. Don't, you know, don't get it from, you know, my aunt sent me this and I got it off Facebook It's not credible. And then, and only then, make your decision about whether to travel. Well,
0: that's great advice, uh, Chris. Uh, You know, you've always seemed to, you know, look to the CDC, uh, follow the science uh, rather than the politics in regards to your decision-making. So, you know, your explanation, your answer, uh, your decision-making, you know, is pretty much in line with uh, if people have paid attention to you with – with what we would think and uh thanks for that
1: so you got into a a little bit of a hassle with the better business bureau mr elliot and they gave elliot advocacy an f what for for customer response and as a as a man whose company has been a long time member of the better business bureau i don't always agree with everything that they have to say or the way that they do things and it appears that you guys got into a little bit of a kerfluffle would you would you like to uh to set it up and explain to our folks what what ultimately
3: happened oh yeah this is a great man bites dog story so um we had a couple of weeks ago we had someone contact us who was uh, very upset with amazon and she used the customer contacts that we have on our page. So we, we publish the names, numbers, email addresses of all the executives. And she used those to try to reach uh, Amazon. They didn't respond. So she was very upset with Amazon. She was more upset with us. So she left a one-star review for us on the Better Business Bureau page. And the one-star review said, no wonder you have an F, you suck uh and you know when you deserve to go out of business i'm going to blow this wide open wow. so that drove drew our attention to the better business bureau page it turns out that we had two cases where they had sent us um you know a uh, a problem from a consumer to which we had not responded and that automatically meant that we had an f so we went back and took a look and it turns out that we had never received anything from the better business bureau They never notified us either by mail or by email. And we asked them to fix it. They didn't. So, of course, I wrote a story about it.
1: A little bit of the power of the pen there. So what... uh, Yes.
0: So how did... Continue Uh on. How did that that work out for you?
3: Well, after the story appeared, the Better Business Bureau was extremely unhappy with us. Um, They insist that they were just following their protocols. Um, and But the thing that they did was they immediately removed our page and they put up what basically amounts to an under construction page, saying, you know, we're, be, we're revising this company uh, page. Um, and we had a very interesting conversation with the uh, Better Business Bureau's general counsel. So this went way up to the top. And he explained to us what their procedures were and that, some of them we agree with, some of them we disagree with. And I'll just hit on the things that we disagree with. The Better Business Bureau allows you to go onto a company's page and leave an anonymous review. you know. And so uh, it could be anyone. It could be someone who is potentially not even a customer. Right. And um, they will not remove that review unless you can prove that that person is not one of your customers. So uh, I have a problem with keeping a review like that anonymous we believe in full transparency so we're now kind of like there's a page for us but it's a non-profit page there's no star reviews there's no nothing we're just sitting there in cyberspace and and we're nothing you're off the grid we're off yeah we're kind of off the grid and i'm really happy about that actually um i think the the better business bureau might be fine for you know a for-profit business, but you don't want to be in the business of rating a competing nonprofit. So we're happy with that outcome.
1: I get it. The Better Business Bureau is a lovely concept. It worked fairly well for a lot of years, but there are some holes in the way that they that they do some things now. And because I kind of have felt that way for a long time, I felt like your story, Chris, was kind of was kind of interesting
3: uh, and, and kind of fell along yeah. that line. Well, and you know what? Um, The the Better Business Bureau is being used by some unscrupulous customers to kind of harass and intimidate um, legitimate businesses. And and when I put that story up, I was really surprised to hear from a lot of readers who said, oh, I have had the same thing that happened to me with the Better Business Bureau. They they had this uh, disgruntled customer. The customer clearly said, I'm going to take you down. And I'm going to use the Better Business Bureau to do it. And the Better Business Bureau allowed them to do it. And I think that that is a small problem that needs to be addressed. Here's the, here's the really interesting thing, is that the two comments that we had that we hadn't responded to, those weren't even for our nonprofit. They were upset because another company, uh, one of them was an online travel agent. They thought we were the online travel agent. So they had posted something thinking that we were the online travel agent. Wow! So they didn't even bother to look to see if if that person was a customer of ours. And I I just find that very problematic.
1: Chris, used to be regularly in the Sacramento Bee, but since our paper doesn't have a travel section anymore, you can find him on a regular basis here, and there's always a link to his website at TravelGuysRadio.com. Thank you, Chris, again. Be safe.
3: Thank you, sir. Well, we're in the
0: home stretch of the Travel and Entertainment Guys program for today. Uh, in the last segment, uh, let's get together with the classic rocker Jesse Colin Young to, to talk about his career and, of course, the Young Bloods hit Get Together. So keep it here. That's next on the Travel Guys. <laughs> Welcome everyone, it is the Travel and Entertainment Guys, Mark and Tom. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we're going to put on our entertainment hat today.
2: We we die.
0: And again, I am blessed to be in a position where I get to interview some of the great musicians of, uh, of the past, and today it's Jesse Colin Young. Jesse, uh, playing some... Uh, get together in the background and welcome to the show you were original founder of the young bloods that's got to bring back a couple of memories or two
2: yeah ten thousand, ten thousand. yeah at uh, least
0: thanks for joining us today uh you know uh, here again uh, one of the reasons we're, we're here together is not just to get together with songs of the past but you've got a a brand new release highway troubadour Tell me a little bit about the creation of Highway Troubadour. It's very, very unique, and bring the people up to speed as to what this is about.
2: Sure. It started the first day of uh, stay-at-home here in South Carolina, where we are. Um, That was the middle of March. We were supposed to be flying the day before to to Austin to play South by Southwest, and then all of a sudden that was canceled, and the next day the stay-at-home order came down here. And uh, so Connie and I are looking at each other thinking, okay, I guess we're not going out to dinner, so what do you want to do?
0: <laughs> there you go. Connie, of course, being, being your wife, correct?
2: Yes. And um, I said, uh, she said, uh, go get your guitar and play Sugar Babe. And, um, I'll, you know, I'll record it with my phone and we'll stick it up on Facebook. I think, uh, I think of a lot of us, maybe we'll, we can help people get through this um one song at a time so that's what we started to do uh four or five days a week in the beginning we would uh we would spend most of the day i would spend it figuring out uh, a solo version of you know songs that i had recorded with bands we'd video it at conniewood and then she's the only one that knows how to put things up on the internet and then she'd stick it put it up on facebook and and on our youtube channel a lot of them got you know, 50, 60,000 views. And my manager said, maybe people, it's time for a solo album, Jess. We picked the best of those 11 songs and that's Highway Troubadour. I I didn't know whether I could pull that off or not. It's been a long time since I played a solo show, mm-hmm. you know. So I just went after it. And, uh, you know, I've been... <clears throat> I've suffered with Lyme disease probably for about 20 years and maybe even more than that. Wow. Uh, most of that undiagnosed. So in, the, in this past year, my doctor found what appears to be a cure. Whoa. So I have Lyme pre for the first time in 20 years over this past year. So um, it's a miracle. I mean, I'm, it's like a rebirth. I mean, I got all this energy and my brain works and my memory works awesome and, awesome well god bless you you know so i just i went in there and had at it and when i listened to it you know i thought this is good jess you really you really did good because <laughs> uh, i never know when i'm doing it but you know if i listen a week later i can tell you know it's either compelling if it's not compelling i mean what's the point of putting it out
0: tell me a little bit about uh, cast a stone
2: it started from the um from the bombing uh, at the Boston Marathon in 2015, uh, and our son was in school at Berkeley College of Music, Tristan, uh, who helped me to form a band after that. Uh, and um, you know, he was living three blocks from the uh, from the finish line. So when it happened, you know, over um, over the radio, we just heard um, that there's a bomb went off in Boston. We don't know anything else about it. That's what they said. So uh, we were on the road, uh, just driving home. We got home, we turn on the television and there's all these terrible videos of the finish line and the bombs going off and we can't get through to our son. So that was a, (laughs) that was a tense hour. Um, And then for some reason, and, and when they started, I think, making Boston strong, one of the people who were involved in the movie said, would you like to write a song? And I said, boy, would we, we. We've been there. We were right there thinking our son might have been there. So um, the day after they asked us, I woke up. Uh, Connie had gotten up at 5 o'clock. She had a page of lyrics already. And, and with the concept of cast a stone, and with everything that we do in this life for good or evil kind of ripples out into our collective uh, life experience. <laughs>
0: Let's uh, take a little listen to uh, Cast a Stone in the uh, style that's going to be on uh, Jesse's album being released here on the 27th.
2: Cast a stone in the water See the ripples spread Feel the pain on the wing Hear the sirens that shout one danger our neighbor in doubt cast a storm in water see the ripples spread yeah, out cast a
0: stone that's kind of what it's about that's that's how we are uh, everything we do has a uh, kind of a rippling uh, effect a great tone, and it looks like this is going to be a lot of fun to listen to. Jesse, thank you so much. Jesse Colin Young, uh, be watching for it. Again, TravelGuysRadio.com for a link to how you can get your hands on Highway Troubadour. Of course, it's uh, going to be in, uh, available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, Spotify, uh, and others. So uh, check it out. Jesse, you stay well, my friend, and we'll catch up with you next time, okay?
2: All right. You too, Tom.
0: Remember, links to our special guests can be found at TravelGuysRadio.com. And while you're there, uh, lots of other cool stuff. You can check out some travel tips like frequent flyer tips, a list of cool stuff like uh, local Seattle gas station signs that has the best messages ever, 28 places to visit before you die, uh, hilarious Southwest safety presentations, and more, plus a great list of items to make you a smarter traveler, including mark's top 10 list anyway that's it for today we'll see you next week here on the travel guys on on behalf of mark who is uh, stuck at the giants dodgers baseball game he would say dance like nobody's watching and i would say stay well my friends we'll see you next time